blanket and some sunblock. It's time for lying on the beach on camera. Lowest state. Welcome to another edition of Lying on the Beach on Camera. I'm Steve Greenberg with Lois Whitman Hess. And our engineer, as always, is David Nieves. And today we're going to be talking about something that a lot of people are making some money on. It's uh, <laughs> called NFTs. In fact, there's an artist, I'm going to show you a picture of him right there. This artist, uh, known as Beeple, uh, sold his digital creation for, get this, $69 million. What did that creation look like? Well, here's a picture of it. Uh, $69 million. Keep that in mind. So what is an NFT? It stands for non-fungible token, uh, which is an NFT can be exchanged for, uh, it's basically a unique digital uh, unit so that you can, it's not exchangeable. It's once, it's the only one out there. And any kind of digital file can be an NFT. It could be uh, art, as we just saw, or it could be a sports highlight or audio, video, uh, anything, uh, video games even, or a piece of a video game could all be an NFT, any kind of creative work. So with us today is Dan Mikesell. Dan is the president of Black Dove, a digital art gallery and a delivery platform to residential and corporate clients. He's also the co-founder of the Miami-based residency program called Fountainhead, which over the past 13 years has hosted 430 artists from 45 countries for a month-long artist-in-residency program. But before we talk to Dan about NFTs, let's give you a little explainer about what an NFT is all about. So watch this video. You may have heard of a 10-second video artwork that sold for $6.6 .6 million in late February, or perhaps the video clip of a LeBron James slam dunk that a fan paid $208,000 to own. These transactions are part of a new digital investment craze that has exploded over the past year. But what makes these assets that exist solely on the internet so valuable? These digital assets are known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. Blockchain technology allows these items to be publicly authenticated, serving as a digital signature to certify who owns it and that it is an original work. NFTs cannot be exchanged on a like-for-like -like basis, as each one is unique, in contrast to fungible assets like dollars, stocks, or bars of gold. Take it from art collector and investor Pablo Rodriguez Frail, who bought a 10-second video clip by artist Beeple in October and turned it around for $6.6 .6 million at the end of February. Same argument as, you know, you can go into, into the loop and take a picture of the Mona Lisa and you can have it there, but it doesn't have any value because uh, it, it doesn't have the provenance or the history of the work. Again, the reality here is that this is very, very valuable because of who is behind. The start of the rush has been linked to the launch of the NBA's Top Shot website, which allows users to buy and trade NFTs in the form of video clip highlights of games. A user paid $208,000 to acquire a clip of a LeBron James slam dunk. It's been really cool because we've launched the public beta in October, and already since then we processed over almost $250 million, million in transactions. Some athletes are seizing on the opportunity. Super Bowl winning tight end Rob Gronkowski is launching his own digital trading cards as NFTs in March, telling Reuters he expects millions. This is a digital trading card that I am letting, you know, my fans be able to get a piece of the action and 
share these iconic Super Bowl moments with me in this all new digital format. Examples of NFTs range from digital artworks and sports cards to pieces of land in virtual environments, and even as digital memorabilia. Twitter boss Jack Dorsey has just put up for sale the first tweet ever, his own from 15 years ago. An early bid stood at $2.5 million. Dorsey has said proceeds will go to a charity fighting extreme poverty. Like many new niche investment areas, there is the risk of major losses if the hype dies down. OpenSea, a marketplace for NFTs, saw monthly sales volume grow to $86.3 million in February, citing blockchain data. Just a year ago, sales were at 1.5 million. For now, enthusiasts and traders like NFT investor Nate Hart are caught up in the excitement. The hype is extremely high right now. I've used the analogy a couple times that you know early NFT guys have kind of been presented with the same opportunity as maybe people who found Bitcoin early. Nobody can predict the future, but the opportunity is huge. So after watching that, hopefully you understand what an NFT is. I have to say that I have some idea, but I don't understand why it's getting the kind of money it's getting. And Dan, I'm gonna have to start off with that. I think everybody wants to know, is this, is this the next Bitcoin? Is this a, uh, a, a sure thing to make millions? It seems like some people, as we saw in that video, started with very little and turned it into millions over these NFTs. So what do you think? Is this a good investment? I don't make this market. I don't determine the prices. What I do know is that it's a very dynamic market full of outstanding creators and people willing to pay for them. Uh, how much is a piece worth? The only way to determine how much a piece is worth is how much it sells for. Uh, prices go up, prices go down. NFT art is very hot now. It's got a firm and growing group of buyers and it's an interesting way to invest and potentially make some money. Dan, Dan um, are co art collectors um, involved in this or is it just young digital people? My attitude, Lois, I've been collecting art for 20 years, is anybody who has art is an art collector. Um, I have art, I am an art collector. Someone <laughs> bought an NFT yesterday, their first one, they are an art collector. The fact that I have a lot of art and a pretty good awareness of the market does not make me a better collector than the woman who bought the NFT yesterday. We're both collectors. We do it for different reasons. We collect different art. We spend different amounts of money. We, we both fund creators. When you fund a creator and buy something from them, you let them continue to create and you are a collector. So, it, uh, yeah, go ahead, Steve. I'd say, is it really about the aesthetic though of what it looks like? I mean, does, does the image really matter anymore or is it really just, okay, someone spent $6 million for this, so I'll spend $7 million for this? Or, or is there some sort of, you know, what, you know, art used to mean like there's something pleasing that there's, you or, or, or stimulating or exciting about it. That doesn't seem to be the case with all of these. I mean, I get the sports clip, I guess that's a special moment, but some of the art just seems like it's just more about exchanging a, a big a bond paper or something. Do, do you get what I mean? I don't know if it has the same aesthetic. Do you, do you sense that or do you not agree with that? I, do, I, just, I disagree completely. So I am not a judge of good art or bad art. I have the ability after collecting for a long time to know what I like. The fact that I like it doesn't mean it's good or bad. So I'm not gonna compare or contrast what's, uh, what NFT or crypto art is selling now with art 
physical art that's been in the art market for 20, 50, 100, 1,000 years. Uh, again, it's no better or worse. Um, if you look at some of the recent run-up uh, decades ago about impressionist art, people said, you're crazy. It's not worth that much. Who cares? The art is no good. Again, the art is worth how much the buyer pays for it. So I, I'm not going to say this NFT is good. This NFT is bad. I like NFT art, fully supportive of the creator process. And the buyer pays how much she or he believes it's worth. Will, will I be going to a museum in the not too distant future and walk into and see a bunch of digital images as part? I mean, I've seen videos already in art, but, but these NFTs where it's a one of a kind, only there, it, it has the proof, the, the blockchain proof that is the only one, and I'll be paying to walk through that in a museum. Is that the future or, or not that kind of art? So it's interesting. So if you look at how art is created, presented, sold and then shown, museums are sort of the last phase. Uh, we're very supportive of a lot of, my wife and I are very supportive of a lot of museums. Museums sometimes show cutting edge avant-garde art. This art is now being shown and sold on the internet. This art starting very well, actually Black Dove launched with a physical brick and mortar gallery called Super Chief last week. One of the reasons we did that is artists said, I want my art to be shown. Remember, create, shown, present, showed, and then potentially sold in a museum. So what Black Dub does is it takes this NFT art, this digital art, this crypto art, and allows the, the artist to have his or her piece shown on a screen other than a telephone. Um, and number two, it allows the collector to show her art off. I bought this, take a look at this. Again, if you show an NFT on the phone, it's cool. It's not overly impressive. If you show it on a TV screen, whether it's landscape or portrait, I get it. Now that's cool. So NFTs are starting to be shown in physical galleries. Again, the first one was launched in New York City with us last week. Um, it's gonna be shown in more physical galleries. It will, no doubt, start to be shown in the art fairs this fall. So, so Dan, Dan, um, the NFT art, um, will this, how do, you, how do you think this is going to impact traditional galleries? Is it going to be kind of like, this is what I'm vision, uh, I'm, I have a vision of, print newspapers to now everything is on digital. I read everything on digital. I don't own any print at all. Well, I mean, will this happen in the art world? It's already happening, Lois. So, oh no! Oh, I say, oh yes! Uh, okay. It's fantastic. At any time a creator makes money, it's a good time for all of us. Doesn't matter whether you like her or his art. Creators deserve to get paid, and the more they're paid, the better off they'll be. The the more the the more value the pieces have, the more creators enter the market. So, I was on a phone call recently with a very good collector, good friend. And they bought a painting at a gallery. That painting was also shown with the piece of digital art, crypto art, NFT art. The NFT sold for more than the painting. <laughs> wow. Welcome, so, so, welcome to the new world. 
Again, the new, to the the new Dan, world. Does the new world also mean that the middleman is kind of gone? So it used to be, you know, you can go, so the artist can create it in his digital world, and then he can go right to the world to try to sell it without going through that, that, that gallery maybe. So is that gonna be a bad thing or a good thing for the artist that they now don't need the middleman, they don't need the agent anymore, they can go right to the consumer? So artists have, when they're starting out, generally sold work out of their studio. Why? Because they weren't represented. They didn't have a gallery. Artists don't have agents generally, they have galleries. So if an artist doesn't have a gallery, how are they gonna sell work? They sell work out of their studio. Studio could be a fancy studio. Studio could be their apartment. So artists have always sold work when they started out directly. NFT artists, crypto artists are not selling directly. They're selling via what's called a marketplace. Black Dub is gonna be a marketplace. We will sell NFT crypto art. Artists generally are the most pure entrepreneurs there are. They come up with an idea, they make that idea reality, they make absolutely no salary, and they only eat what they kill. They only eat what they sell. So artists are entrepreneurs. They may be bohemian, they may be not too interested in interacting with their public, but they are pure entrepreneurs. So what the artists are doing is they're using multiple marketplaces. Again, Black Dove is gonna be one of them. And those marketplaces sell their art. Dan, just for the audience right now, give two, three sentences what Black Dove is all about. No problem. There's a, again, there's a challenge. Black Dove is about delivering digital content on TV screens, on video walls, to our residential or commercial clients. Can be a screen in your home, can be a video wall in an office. Black Dove takes that digital file and delivers it and makes it look great on someone's screen. So again, a challenge in the NFT crypto art world is artists really want their work to be shown, number one, on a real screen. Collectors wanna show off their art. Black Dove allows collectors, commercial or individual, to take their NFTs, upload them to Black Dove, and to show them in a way that makes them look very good, number one. But you can also put your whole NFT collection on Black Dove, and you can watch it one piece, one piece with another piece, one piece with five pieces. You create playlists with art on Black Dove. You watch what you want, when you want. So, Dan, the, the other question is people will ask, listening to this, they could do it themselves, you know, at home. Explain why that's very different from a professional Black Dove presentation. You know, so you can, as an individual, upload an image to your screen. Um, relatively simple to upload it. Is it in the right format? Does it show well on the screen? Oh, now I have two images. Do I need to bounce back and forth between those two images? I forgot where I loaded the first image. With Black Dove, all the art is uploaded to your Black Dove platform. You control, you organize, you play that art via our app, which is controlled on your phone. We make it very easy to have all your art accessible and playable. Yeah, wait a minute, I have one more question because this is such a pioneering area. 
um, explain how interior designers, a lot of them are saying, whoa, you know, you're redoing your house. This is what you have to do, whether it's Black Dove or someone else, because this is like the new hot thing to show off at home or even in your office. So there's a little bit, uh, and it's diminishing, of a conflict between putting technology in, house, in a house and putting design, furniture, carpeting, curtains, et cetera, and art. Art fits in the design category. Um, specifically, let's say it's a living room. It's highly designed, very cool furniture, fits well together, good art. All of a sudden, you've got an 85-inch screen in the middle of the living room. What Black Dove does is takes that big TV, which is typically off 80 to 85% of the day, and converts it into a digital canvas. It becomes a piece of art. Our house, my wife and I, have let's say 300 pieces of art in the house. You cannot change a painting or a sculpture or a drawing or a photograph that easy. Uh, with a digital canvas, you can have 20, 30, 40 pieces of art and rotate it with a click of your phone. So it's very, digital art is very favorable for designers. We did a project, uh, Black Dove did on Miami Beach at the Four Seasons. The designer was Holly Hunt, brilliant, innovative. And the, her client wanted a huge video wall, 16 feet by nine feet in the main room in his house. And Holly is, what the heck do we do with this thing? You can't watch TV on it, right? It's a portrait screen. So we worked with the Holly's client and an artist and put a fantastic, unique, one of one piece of video art on that screen. That artist is Rafiq Anadol. Wow. So but, but just just to be clear in the con to be clear in the context that we're talking about now, Dan, that's an image of art, but that's not an NFT. Correct. We're not we're, make sure we're not mixing these two terms up for the viewers. The terminology right. is not set yet, Steve. So in the art world, when you buy a piece of art, you get what they call a COA, a certificate of authenticity. That's the provenance. That's the price. That's the ownership. All an NFT is, is a digital, not subject to fraud, certificate of ownership, provenance, pricing. That's what it and, is. And the NFT also makes it unique. So in the case of just art on a screen, I can have it, Lois can have it, David can have it. But with an NFT, only one person can have it because it's truly that one image is unique to that purchaser. They, that's, you, can't, you, know, you can't have other ones. At least that's my understanding. Am I, is that correct? So non-fungible means non-copyable. That's what it right. means. In that sense, you're correct. But an artist can release a video, a piece of digital art that is an additioned piece of art. So he or she makes that art and much like a photographer or much like a, someone who's selling video art now says, I want this to be an edition of 100. So in essence, you have 100 NFTs for one for each of those editions. You can also have a unique piece of digital art. There's an NFT which says this is one of one. Artists do both. Uh, there's a collector market for both. That will not change. Wow, and, that's amazing. And, and the pricing, let's go to the pricing. So for example, that, that Beeple that I showed earlier and the, his piece of artwork, 
We're talking about $69 million. That's more money than has been bought or sold for most art. You know, I mean, the Frida Kala, nothing has gone for that. I mean, any kind of named artist hasn't really, a lot of them have not made that kind of money. Is the money just unbelievable that's just going to NFT because it's just a new thing? Or is there something I'm not seeing about the investment that's stronger? Why is there so much money being thrown at this? So my response to that is, you just haven't seen this money thrown at this kind of art. If you go to an auction at Christie's, Sotheby's, Phillips, et cetera, that kind of, that kind of money is being spent on art at every auction. You just haven't seen it in this, number one. The press is, what the heck, how'd this surprise us? The press doesn't like to be surprised. Well, you've got people with money who are seeing art they like, and they're saying, this is how much I'm going to pay for it. So it's, again, there, there is no market maker really yet in NFT or crypto art. People are spending the money they made in the amount they want on the art they want. No different than the art world. It's, it's surprising how much Mike's people's piece sold for. It sold for 60 and then the auction house had a hammer price of 69 But so what? <laughs> I, I didn't bid on it. I didn't buy it. Whoever bought it thought it was worth that much. Do they want to save it and have it forever? Do they want to sell it? That's the collector's decision, right? Wow, it, it's it's amazing. First of all, it's amazing there's that kind of money out there. It's amazing that it's going in this direction and that, I mean, literally we could take this episode of lying on the beach on camera and we could have the NFT version of it, the, you know, like the uh, blockchain, you know, signature on it. And we, Lois, we can sell it for, I'm, think, I'm thinking starting price 2 million, but that's just me. I don't know. If somebody <laughs> wants to spend their hard earned money on that, more power to you. Okay. Lois, you, this is your assignment. Yeah. <laughs> no, Dan, Dan, I, Dan, I like your attitude, but I want to ask you this question that we always get asked. Is this young versus old market, young people versus older people? What, what do you, I know that, you know, you don't want to, you know, predict too much, but what will be the dynamics of this market? Are the, are the, um, the gallery, the gallerists, are they for this? Are they astounded by this? Like what's the, the scuttlebutt in, behind the scenes? Really what this is doing, again, it's my opinion. I'm not an expert. I've never met an expert in my life is <laughs> opening. I haven't. Uh, is opening the world for the production, sale, and consumption, enjoyment of digital art. So galleries have been doing it, selling digital art for a long time. It's generally not a main practice of their gallery. Why? Mm. Because the buyers of digital art are a much smaller number than the buyers of a painting, of a photograph, of a sculpture, of a drawing. This call it the crypto art uh, movement has really forced gallerists to say, there's a market for this. My experience has nothing to do with age, with sex, with geographical location. This is a new form of art. And a lot of people who, for whatever reason, were not buying art before saying, I like this, this is worth my hard earned money. I'm going to spend it. So the galleries have to accept it, number one. There is no, hey, these are tech people. Hey, these are crypto people. The initial sales were made in cryptocurrency. There are a lot of people who have earned a lot of money 
in cryptocurrency, this is a great way for them to spend some of their money. And, and it should be pointed out, but it's not, NFTs aren't just art, they're also sports collectibles and uh, a whole bunch of other things that people like to spend money on. So again, that sports clip of you know basketball, that's another NFT selling for, for millions as well. So it's, it's, it's really a, a whole, anything digital can become an NFT. So an, the way NFT is being used, it's a misnomer. It's not the way to describe this crypto art or this digital art. Um, sneakers will have NFTs. Cars will have, all it is, is the digital non-copyable proof of ownership. That's all an NFT is. And it's based on the blockchain, right? So you have a house, you have a car, you have a sneaker collection, you have an art collection. Very soon, every piece of physical art will have an NFT. Why? Everybody wants proof that what they own is legit and that they're the true owners. How is that going to affect the marketplace if, if Steve, David, and I start putting all of our original stuff you know, uh, for sale under the NFT banner? Not at all. Uh, I mean, again, you've got your traditional art buyer, you've got a certificate of authenticity. Instead of having that piece of paper in your file or in your drawer, you now have it on your phone as a digital token that's non-fungible, it's unique, nobody can copy it. It's good for you. It's okay. Very okay, Dan, uh, tell the audience out there, where do people go to sell their NFTs? Uh, where do creators go? Yes. So they're, I mean, right now, let's say there are 100 marketplaces. In three months, there are going to be 300. Mm -hmm. um, Black Dove is going to start selling uh, crypto art, NFT art. They can reach out to me, uh, Twitter, however they want. Um, wow. There are plenty of ways for artists to sell art. Now, as an artist, very similar to the traditional art world, they make work. That work is either sold by them or somebody else. The market validates, do I like this work? How much am I going to pay for it? The market validates that. The artist can put whatever price they want on it. And the way the, a lot of this crypto art or NFT art, digital art is being sold, it's an auction. It's pure capitalism. <laughs> if you want it, you're going to have to bid against somebody else and win it. And if you think it's too expensive, then stop bidding. And somebody's right. going to beat you and right. you will not have access to that piece. They will own it. Are there popular platforms for it now? There are. Um, uh, Super Rare, Nifty, Foundation, OpenSea. Again, BlackDub is getting into this space because BlackDub will have the collectors on our platform. One of the interesting things about BlackDub is, is agnostic in the sense that we don't care where the collector bought his or her art. You could have bought it from 10 different platforms. You upload that art from multiple galleries, multiple marketplaces into one platform. You watch it on any screen, anytime, and you control it via the app on your phone. Do you think that this industry is gonna get so big that there's gonna be a government watchdog or lawyers are gonna get very fat and wealthy from you know situations that are going to occur from this? I think, it, I think that would be a surprise to me, number one. 
it would be disgusting if it happened number two and it's never happened in the traditional art world so why should it happen here okay that's a good answer now it's uh, the government has no role in this at all stay away from it okay steve i'm going to let you because we have uh, eight minutes left well i was going to say we should uh, get close to wrapping up i think we learned a lot i think nfts are you know, what, what we, a couple of years ago, you heard about Bitcoin and everybody was like, oh my God, that's ridiculous. How can you, you know, and then people have made a lot of money on that. This is the new Bitcoin, I guess, uh, as far as investors go, whether Lois jumps on it, I don't know, we'll have to find out. Um, my guess is, yeah, she will. Uh, and of course we will be selling this episode. It will be for sale. Contact Lois Whitman and we'll be selling this as an NFT starting price, 2 million. I think that's fair. David, do you agree $2 million is a good starting price for this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Steve, okay, so we're in agreement. Yes. Steve, NFT art, crypto art is not the new Bitcoin. Bitcoin, you look at your phone and I've got 65 Ether and it's worth this much. Who cares? So it's no different than a stock, right? It's an right. asset. NFT art or crypto art is visually pleasing. It's cool. It's disrupting. It provides entertainment. Bitcoin is just, a, it's an asset. I agree. That's why it's the next level. But they're both dealing with blockchain and that that property of, of something being unique on as a digital file. So it has some relationship to it in that way. But yeah, I agree with you. This is, you know, if, if you want to keep uh, uh, Le LeBron James dunk, you you know, this is the way to do it. If you want to, there's a piece of art that you that's being sold that you want to have possession of or... It's an investment that you're going to hang on to, like Bitcoin, hoping it goes up in value, and then you're going to release it on the market. That's possible, too. But I think it's amazing. It's all one of those very cool things that sort of have come out of this past year that I think is very, very interesting and something worth watching. And and Dan, thank you very much for, for all the insight. I think we all appreciate it. Um, are we ready to wrap up? Lois, are we, are we in agreement? Yes, we need to have Dan on again because I have so many more questions. Well, that's I'm available when you want me. Uh, again, I, I think it's great for the art world. It's great for the artist. It's very interesting for potential collectors. New people are coming into the art market. All very positive things. Thank you. Well, Dan, Dan, thank you very much. Once again, uh, I'm uh, Steve Greenberg with Lois Whitman Hess and our engineer David Nieves. And thank you, Dan, Mike, so very much. And we'll be back next time. Our price may go up on the next episode. So get this one for $2 million. And we want to thank you all for watching. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.